Welcome to Biz Takeouts, Biz Communities, sound bite-sized news to go. Made possible by ACA, Association for Communications and Advertising. I'm your host, Retendo Nyamuda. Coming up on today's show, Sitembile Ntombela, Head of Marketing at Brand South Africa, in conversation with Selai Tobahale, Chief Strategic Officer of the Odd Number Group and co-founder of Strategy Network. We have to bring the youth and we have to allow them to be the storytellers of this identity. And those that are losing track, we bring them on board because identity is one thing. It's one competitive advantage that will set us apart from the rest of the world. There is no other Africa. There's only one Africa. It's time for Biz Takeouts. You know, two of the most important issues that we're looking at globally is COVID-19 and the Black Lives Mm. Matter movement. And so with this in mind, I want to start with Sitembile. What projects as Brand South Africa have you been working on uh, since COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement hit the global and South African headlines? Well, I think um, I'll start more on the COVID-19 side. As you would know, Brand South Africa is an official custodian of the nation brand. So that means we often have to take care of the reputation of the country brand and how we and how this is projected. So the campaigns that we've been um, championing is really around educating South Africans um, on how to behave around this COVID, so that we combat the in the influx or the increase in terms of you know the number of. Um, of, uh, of people that are getting that, that disease. So what we did was a play your part campaign. We did it under the banner. Um, there was three prong, which was uh, plan, um, it was prosper, um, and then it was prepare. Um, again, we are preparing the mindsets to say, hang on, we've been hearing about this disease and before we know it, it's here. So the campaign has really been touching on rural areas and purely because they're less communicated to um, and our focus has really been because we know these are the guys that are underprivileged the guys that are really hungry for information we focused largely on that group of markets to say these are the behavioral pocket, uh, uh, patterns and this is what you need to do to sort of you know keep away from contracting this disease so the campaign has been going it has received a bit of traction um, And I think you would appreciate that South Africa has been able, in any case, to flatten the curve if you look at how other countries have sort of had that spike in the first two months um, of the the COVID being, you know, in their their countries. But we've kind of said, okay, we heard about it in March. We've had quickly, immediately gone to, to the lockdown and quickly straight after that, we re emphasized the educational, you know, um, initiatives around the do's and the don'ts around the COVID-19. Again, purely because we believe in our people, our people are our assets. So we have to people, we have to protect our people. So that's the campaign that has been happening. And also parallel to that is a play your part virtual series where we've been profiling South Africans that are ordinary, that are doing amazing work. So these are the people that have decided to say, I will turn my um, restaurant and give people that are not working, you know, food. So we've been focusing a lot on those. Why do we do that again? To kind of 
reignite or revoke the emotions around South Africa being this brand that inspires new and different ways. You mentioned rural areas. What would you say are the most challenging aspects of getting the message across in the rural communities? It's largely channels. I mean, if you look at the media channels, um, in the past, we often go into you know, and do physical interaction. Now with COVID, imagine it has asked us, it has requested us to change the game to change the way we think, the way we do things. So we've had to look at the one common form of medium, and that's radio, which is a powerful tool that is able to reach even the most rural and even the, um, in the deepest boundaries, if I might call it that way. So through radio, we've been able to disseminate messages that are centered around education. And I think for me, the challenge has really been around the mediums, but also the reach because if you look at how government has been trying to access those communities, um, Eastern Cape, they've even come up um, with, uh, the, it's more like scooters to try and really penetrate those areas where your ordinary transport is not able to go through the infrastructure and reach those communities. And for you, Silai, what uh, projects have you started working on or have you been working on since the start of COVID-19? Uh, so, you know, in, in, in the obviously marketing advertising industry, um, we have a lot of our clients, some of which are in retail and our job on, on the daily is to find ways to speak to people while at the same time helping the brand meet the bottom line, which is selling whatever product they're selling. And and the challenge that um, COVID-19 has, has brought about is really relooking and forcing clients, and not forcing, I think it, that's a harsh word, getting clients to open up to the fact that their brand purpose is now being put to the test. It's going, the, 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 the consumer, the world, the context that they're living in has changed in a way that they're calling to you to be part of the solution. And it can no longer be about the bottom line alone. And, and we know that brands that have that add value and brands that have a purpose historically have always been brands that, that, that connect better with people. And we, we, we like to say that we like to see that being spoken about on, 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 on global stages as the best way to approach marketing. But on a daily basis, brands don't really do that and they don't do that well. So this has been an opportunity to really get our clients and, and brands to step up and say, we have a human national and global crisis. And what do we need to do differently? How do we need to show up? And more importantly, how do we honestly, truthfully, and authentically start adding value for our consumers and their lives? And that is the brand work that's been done. And obviously, there's been a lot of agility that has been required because we've had, you know, we have campaigns and brand plans that have set the map for what the year is supposed to look like. And COVID and the uncertainty around it has really taken that out the door. And so it's been really working those with our clients and going all right this is this is the new narrative um, this is the tonality we feel you should be going with and these are the different projects and these are the different solutions we feel you you need to start having in society and and that has been a very i think it's a it's been an exciting role to play to really you know advertising sometimes you feel like you're selling your soul a little bit because you you know you're selling products and you're selling things mm -hmm. and to actually start shifting the dial and and doing work that starts to add real value is, is amazing. 
Selai, I just want to pause on what you've been mentioning now about, you know, looking at new ways of speaking about the narrative, because it's so easy to say. We've been talking about the Black Lives Matter movement for such a long time. We've been talking about transformation for such a long time. We've been talking about diversity for such a long time. So what are essentially the working methods, rather, and the objectives um, when agencies and clients are meeting? How, how exactly are they needing to approach solving these issues? Otherwise, we'll be having the same discussion in five years' time. Mm-hmm. First thing is, um, you know, COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, and in South Africa, gender-based violence, those things are not griefs. They're not an opportunity. They are a calling. They're a call for you to stand up and play your part. And, you know, you find that that becomes, a, it's a brief, it's an opportunity for us to use that to communicate something that will eventually sell product. That's not how we approach it. It's to go, this is what's happening in our society. You are a part of that society. You are a part of that country. You are a part of that narrative. What do we do to start, um, you know, shifting that dial? What do we know the needs that your consumers are now having? They might not be able to even afford your product anymore. How do you start shifting that? What is the opportunity and how do you play your part as the solution in that? So that becomes the thing is we're not looking at it first. These problems are not briefs. They are, and they're not opportunities. They are opportunities if only we're looking at them as how do we play our part in being a solution? Mm-hmm. Great. And Sitembile, how, how do you feel about that? Do you agree with what Selai has just said? Absolutely. You know, the biggest battle or the biggest stumbling block is the mindset. And transformation has to start from the mind um, because we can speak all that we want. But if the mind is not ready to say, I am now ready to make this thing happen. You see, there's this notion in life that says an idea will come through your mind and then you say it. But in, and then eventually you convert it into, into happening. And what I've been observing is that from a transformation, we are, we are slacking behind, uh, particularly in some of the industries, in the, in the ad industries, and we have to talk about it and be brutal honest, because when we are brutal honest, um, that's when we are able to grasp and understand the insights. And when you understand insights, you are able to give birth to ideas and solutions that resonate with people that are going to be even remarkable. And I think I do agree with Selah that it has been a long talk for some time. I mean, the issues that we are facing, the social ills, one will have to find the root cause. What causes this GBV? And the truth of the matter is that there are broken families, so many in South Africa. You know, it has become even a a norm to say, I was raised by a single parent. Mm. And, uh, And we are raising kids that are also giving birth to kids and they are raising those kids alone and it's, it's unacceptable that's not should that's not a norm and for me that's where we should actually say it stops now we should try and make the families and uh, and, and 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 actually bring up the the kids particularly boys in an environment where they've got father figures they've got whether it's an uncle i mean when i grew up i remember i never used to walk even a kilometer without any other woman asking me hey when where are you going you know because they made it their business to say why am i going and gallivanting around the streets you know mm-hmm. because charity begins at home so for mm-hmm. me it really is transformation asks us to kind of 
to have that paradigm shift in how things used to happen and say, hang on, they've got to talk, they've got to stop now. What is the root cause of these problems? And therefore, what role do I have to play? What is the root cause of not having female voices, you know, in the boardrooms where it's critical and address such, you know, um, root causes and be brutal and be very blunt about it because we can't afford to polish it because we've seen polishing it does not help, but it actually just exacerbates the situation and prolongs it in any case. And also, just to add to that, to not treat these issues as trends. I think we, we, we lack such a consistency in how we've been tackling these in the past. Absolutely. Like even now, um, Black Lives Matter is, Black Lives Matters is, 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 is a topic, right? Um, COVID-19 is, is, is the reality we're living in, but we're also seeing COVID fatigue. People are like, I don't want to hear about this or talk about this anymore. Um, oh, Black women and Black empowerment. I'm so tired of hearing that as a narrative. Um, um, people get, you know, let's move along. Let's move along. No, let's not move along because we actually have not moved as much as we need to. So until we are moving along, we shouldn't be moving along in terms of talking about it and bringing it to the core and standing up and, and you know, really championing it in, in whatever platforms that we have as an industry. I know that organizations like the United Nations have an unstereotype alliance, which, is, which, which I'm working with them on as well, which is about really getting the advertising industry to, to um, re-look at how we, 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 we showcase women, we showcase, um, um, we perpetuate stereotypes in society. And that is something that we, we've done um, and I work in the industry and, and, and how is it okay that a commercial can go out that makes women look like a certain way and we have females working in the industry. So no, we, we can't move along. We shouldn't move along because we actually are not. We're, we're stagnant in many ways. So the conversations still need to happen and there's a consistency that's required. And, 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 and the reason why we haven't, um, we're still talking about this a decade later <laughs> is because there's still so much to be done still. So, um, and, and, and it's, a slow, it's a slow, painful process to a degree because as um, Samila said, it's, 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 it's understanding the layers and layers and the deep-seated things that are behind why society is organized the way that it is today. And it's going to take time for us to really uproot it and get it to a place where we can say we've, we've, we've come to a solution. When it comes to, uh, for the both of you, you know, dealing with clients or agencies, um, how, how do you see or what is the best way in terms of briefing people? You are both black female in South Africa. And so sometimes not everybody around the table will understand the, where you're coming from as a female, where you're coming from as being a black person in South Africa. How do you brief? How do you approach that? Mm. So for me, um, and, and, and I think it's because of the type of work that I do um, in getting human insights and in understanding people, at the end of the day, beyond titles, because, you know, you walk in, you're a CSO, you're speaking to a, a marketing manager, you're speaking to a brand manager, etc. You're speaking to people, right? And you're speaking to the other black 
them. You're speaking to the white male in the room. Um, you're speaking to South Africans in the room. Um, and for me, I always approach my work and, 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 and in briefing people from a very human level. I think when we take away the, the theory and the, 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 the advertising jargon that we usually speak in boardrooms and you bring it down to a human level to say, this is the reality and I am bringing that reality um, and I'm representing the reality of, of, of people that, that, that are not represented or cannot be represented in this room. And I'm bringing it to you in a way that is palatable, in a way that has the depth that you're able to understand in the way that unpacks the nuances so you don't end up having a commercial of black people singing about soap because the nuances of that requires you to actually go, oh, I understand, I have the insight, I understand what the humanness, what the depth of this is when, 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 when looking at communication. And you, you know that you're walking into a room, not just as a black person, but as a tool to educate and create the awareness that is required. We have done the work. For me to be an English-speaking speak, so-called model seat, I have done the work of, you know, the, my mom has done the work of getting me liberated mentally in so many ways. My, 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 my community has done the work in educating me in so many ways. I have done the work to understand concepts of whiteness, to understand what, what language I speak in a boardroom. I have, I have earned the privilege to be there. And you're meeting people that you've entered their world, you've entered their way of working, um, but they live in a society that I come from, that they may or may not have had the the opportunity or they may not have had the life experience or just purely because they're of a specific race they may not understand and the role is for you to be there as an educator as an emblem and to do so consistently and, and from my side you know two words come to mind when you speak of briefing um one resonance and the second one is context those two words are everything resonance in the sense that um if you are able to immerse yourself in other people's situations and lifestyles, you are able to then come up and observe. In fact, you are able to learn and observe and come up with insights that are real because you know you've immersed yourself. You know, I grew up in an era where we spoke of consumer immersions and people would laugh, why consumer immersions? You know, for you to know what products to sell or what idea to sell, you have got to know the dynamics or the thought process that takes place when you are in that community and how things unfold from point A to point B. And I think most of the time brands love to take shortcuts. We, those things are important. It's important that they, they love to take shortcuts. It's important to immerse yourself in the life of people. If we are dealing with socioeconomic uh, problems, for instance, um, we've got to understand where the, you know, the Afrophobia is coming from. Go and understand where it's coming from and where it emanates from, what causes it. Because once you understand those root causes, you are able to bring them to life through your piece of advertising. And I love the odd number in this, and not that because they are my agency, but because... <laughs> It seems really, you know, you know when you really have your knuckles, you, you get to that insights and you say, one thing that brings us together, we did a piece of communication that was centered around this, um, the xenophobia that we you know, kind of say, what is it that causes, that binds us together as Africans? And we found that actually, you know, it's, it's such a powerful thing as a prayer. 
because it's common across. So we've made uh, the advert, we've created this beautiful piece of communication that speaks to, to the prayer. And that prayer, when it starts, and it's also our anthem, national anthem that says Mkosi Sigaleli Africa. It never said Mkosi Sigaleli South Africa. It said, you know, Mkosi Sigaleli in Africa. Because when we pray and we are kneeling down, it's so common. You are actually so much into your space and with your God and are praying. So for me, if you understand those finer details, you are able to come up with solutions that are mind-boggling. Mm. And not only is the prayer, there have been other campaigns that we've done with the odd number where I look back and I sit back and say, does it resonate well with me? And if it doesn't resonate with me and I say, hey, maybe this one might not work, I'm not shy to actually say, Salai, maybe let's think about this. How about this angle? Because you have got to, as I said, you have got to immerse yourself into the lifestyle of these people. So whether it's we are talking from a racial point of view, whether we're talking from an issues point of view, you have got to know that what I am talking about or what I'm proposing won't be um, uh, or won't have that spare, the negative spiral effect. So I think the two things that are important is context and it really that resonance. And resonance comes from immersing yourself in situation, immersing yourself with consumers to understand what is it that is in their fingertips because ultimately that's what drives innovation. Ultimately that's what drives, you know, solutions. Um, otherwise we would be sitting around the boardroom time and time and again trying to find you know uh, um, answers to problems that we could have found ages ago had we really gone out into community you have to go into community and find out what are the real stumbling blocks what are the issues you know and take that and be able to transform them and bring them to life into your strategy as well into your creative idea and, and just to last point to add to that is also be willing to be uncomfortable. It's okay to sit in a boardroom and have the uncomfortable conversations and feel uncomfortable regardless of race. And I think sometimes we tiptoe around each other and around issues and around, you know, the reality of, of the yeah. con content we're putting out there. And, and that's not where you shift the dial. Um, if, if Black Lives Matter is an uncomfortable topic to speak about because, say, as a white person, you feel saying something, you're going to be saying something wrong, be willing to be uncomfortable in a room where you may get blasted, you may have people whose emotions come out, you may have these healthy debates that come on, because at the end of the day, that's a reflection of what's happening in society as well. And if we're going to be putting out messaging and, and communication that, to, to System this point, resonates, um, if we're not being honest with ourselves, the communication is not going to be honest either. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think this part is probably like such an emotional uh, side, even for me. Uh, when you talk about, you know, xenophobia and Afrophobia, I'm Zimbabwean born, raised in South Africa. And every time uh, something happens, xenophobic attacks in South Africa, whether it's Zimbabwean or Kenyan or, you know, Zambian, I feel, I feel shattered. And it's the same yeah. when it comes to gender-based violence. It's the same when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Um, you cannot not take the humanity aspect out of it. But I'm quite interested as Brand South Africa, you know, a representation of South Africa. 
do you sometimes find it difficult to have that discussion? Because yes, you know, South African and being proudly South African is important. Being proudly your nationality is important. But sometimes, as you've mentioned, you know, it says in Kosisi in Africa, uh, sometimes yeah. blur those lines and, and at the expense of people's lives even. Of course, uh, we as Brand South Africa advocate for, for Africanism purely because um, Africanism is next to humanism. That's very true. We are all human before we can put any other label, you know, to it. And um, I really think that South Africa cannot be treated as this one country that's operating on its own. It's within the African content. And I always look at, you know, when you look at economies and we look in terms of size and volume, you say, oh my goodness, imagine what Africa would do if we were all integrated and coordinated in our efforts, we would basically take over the global um, world from an economic point of view, you know, and, and, and it's, it's because our mindset, and again, it goes back to understanding where each and every one of us grew up. In South Africa, we cannot depart that we are isolated within the apartheid era. I grew up in, in KZN. That's all I knew. I, I, I didn't know that there was any, any other group, any ethnic group that existed until, you know, much years later, post-1994. Um, and it happened. So it's, we are dealing with symptoms of issues that happened then, but we cannot always say now we are blaming this, that, you know, that as a, as a reason. Let's get over this and say we are all Africans. And if we can look at what Africans could do together, and I like for, you know, to approach things from, a, from an outcome point of view. I say imagine what Africa would look like if Africa was united, if Africa was coordinated. And, then, and, and if you've got that picture and, and we paint that picture as brand South Africa, then we are likely to get more buy-in and more people saying, actually, hang on, that's the Africa, oh, that's the Africa I would like to be part of. <clears throat> and not only that, our president is the chair of the AU. What does that tell you? It tells you that we have the capability, the world out there seeing us as one people. We are all Africans. We just need to leverage of each other's strengths. And we can only do that when we immerse ourselves into our cultures. If I understand that you as returned, where, what are your strengths? Where are you, you know, what are you good in? And as similarly as I would, with somebody coming from Nigeria. It's very much easy that you bring your strength into the port and we create what is called magic. You know, the westernized magic from Europe is nothing but just westernized magic. We mm. have real gold. We are sitting on talent, but we are not changing our mindset. We are not stretching ourselves beyond these barriers that we have. And our narrative as Brand South Africa has always been around the United South Africa. And we are punting for that big time because we believe there's just so much to offer when we are all in one spaces because we, are all, we each have our own uniqueness, but also we each have our own strength. But let's just leverage from each other and be the best that we could be. Mm, definitely, definitely. And there's no way that, you know, that one can have a conversation around the future of South Africa or Africa without looking at the youth. 
And so, Salai, why would you say it is important for South African and African talented creatives to take their seat at the boardroom table, to speak up, to own who they are um, and their identity? Why is that important? They are a revolution. I mean, I'm a young person myself, and um, I... It, it's only up until recently that I realized the importance of my voice because for a long time as young people, you feel you don't belong in the boardroom, that the boardrooms are for, you know, people of a specific title, um, you know, and, and I've trailblazed and broken those boundaries and you sit in boardrooms and you feel like you don't belong until you speak up and you realize the value of your voice. Um, we take for granted um, how we grew up. We take for granted our different types of perspectives that we have that previous generations may not have had the privilege to have. They've played their role in really setting a foundation for us to be where we are today. So we come with new ideas. We come with new perspectives. We come with new ways of thinking. Our creativity has 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 such a more fertile foundation. They, there's so much access. Um, there's so much, um, you know, we think bigger um, 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 as a youth. And when you're a creative thinker, you are a solution person as well. So you, you are, your voice is so valid. Your voice is so needed. Your voice is so important because you are the evolution. You are the next stage towards the transformation that this country and practically the world is, 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 is looking for. And if we are going to move from where we are to where we want to be, we need your voice as young people. We need the likes of me in those boardrooms. We need the likes of me breaking those boundaries, challenging people, having that conversation, um, bringing in those new perspectives and, and going, have we actually looked at it this way? And South Africa is made up of mostly young people. So we need a voice that represents us as well. Um, and, and that is important. And I think when you start to let these young people know that their voices are valid, that they're required and they're important, um, then you encourage them to, 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 um, to actually be courageous enough to take that stat. So by being where I am, I believe that I'm giving permission for other young people to know it's possible and to do the same. Wow. Wow. And Sitemile, for you on a you know, global level, uh, because Brand South Africa is essentially our representation on a global scale, why do you feel it's important for South Africans and again Africans to take their seat at the boardroom table, but now we're looking at it on, on a global scale? It's absolutely important because you touched on an important word, which is identity. Um, a nation that has lost its identity or its identity has been diluted is no nation at all. Because then what happens is then you tend to have people adopting other people's ways of doing things. So as Brand South Africa, we advocate for the young ones, particularly because Africa, not just South Africa, Africa has a young population when you compare to, to your, Euro, your other European countries. So there is no way you could actually give birth to a young population that is that doesn't know actually that what who they are, why, where they come from, you know, and what they stand for. And that's the danger for me that becomes so much important that we have to bring the youth and we have to allow them to be the storytellers of this identity. And those that are losing track, we bring them on board because identity is one thing. It's one competitive advantage that will set us apart from the rest of the world. There is no other Africa. There's only one Africa. I mean, I mean, we boast with such, you know, um, culture, uh, cultural identity, heritage. There's just so much to offer. 
that when you look at the Western world, they are trying to look to us and taking our patterns. If you look at your likes of, of, of Latuma, they say, okay, I would like to have that pattern. I would like to have that, um, that, uh, that situation. I would like to try that food. You know why? It's, it's really because you have brought up this identity to be the most um, kind of a germ that needs to be embraced by, by the youth of South Africa. They need to just understand the youth of South Africa and the youth of Africa that this is just one gem and this is one gold that they have that they cannot really do without. And that's the identity. And they must be able to take it into the boardrooms globally, everywhere that they go, because it's what that will it's it's what will set them apart from the rest of the world when others are coming up with the same old, the same old. What makes anything peculiar is purely because of its uniqueness. It's because mm -hmm. of its authenticness. Because we don't want, you know, blandness. We want, we want, we want boldness. We want people that are that are quite comfortable with who they are and where they come from. And and the youth of South Africa and Africa in in general have to be that youth that carries what Africa is all about. Most of the time, we are told about what is wrong with Africa, and it's so wrong. We, we shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. We know what is wrong with Africa, just like we know what is right for Africa. And we need to advocate for that, starting from building a culture of youth that is able to start processing things and thinking in that mindset. And then we'll breed a culture of, you know, of world-class leaders that are not ashamed to say, because I am coming, you know, from the continent, I'm, I'm really, I shouldn't have a voice. No, it doesn't really matter where you come from. What matters is the message that you are carrying and your capabilities as, as a person. So I really think our turnaround, our defining moment really is within the youth. And that's why we focus on our, on our marketing efforts. We really focus on the youth. Even with our stakeholders that, our stakeholders that we work with, I often say I've got a soft spot for youth. I'm still not that old, by the way. <laughs> In, I don't out because when I talk like that, sometimes my daughter says, Ah, Mama, you talk as if you're old. No, it's not about that. You know, it says within your cluster of people that you hang around, mm -hmm. be this youth, understand who this youth is, so that you are able to bring them with you on this journey. So, as we step up or we rise up, we must rise up with the youth of Africa. And I believe that is the crux of things that we need to do as brand South Africa and we've been doing in any case. And, and for both of you, and I'll start with Selai on this one, what opportunities do you feel that South Africa has on the global world stages um, in terms of even our assets and how do we best make the most of them? I believe that, you know, sometimes developing um, after the developed countries gives you an opportunity to craft a narrative. What's been done has been done. There is such a hunger for something new. There's such a hunger for, for as Sistemli said, there's a hunger for what we are and who we are and our identity and owning that. And the opportunity is to bring about a narrative in the world. It's to bring about a humanity. I think the more we develop, the more we become 
the more technology and digital innovation happens, the more we start to really lose touch with our humanity. And Africa has such a soul. Um, Africa has such a beauty in who it is. And I think that uh, that is such a beautiful opportunity to bring the world and humanity back to itself. And that for me has been something that I felt as Africa, we always have had. Um, we just never embraced it as much as we, we've needed to in the, on the global stage as something that is so important, as so worthy and so worthwhile. Um, and our identity as Africans and what it means to be African, um, the different ways in which we tackle our problems. There's such beautiful innovations that come from the, 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 the need of being African. Um, you know, um, that, that, if, if the, if the, that, that the West does not have that as a need, so they don't innovate for it. We've had such beautiful innovations. And you can go on the Brand South Africa website and see what those are. There's so many that you see these young mural spirits coming up with things that, that are profound, that are moving um, the globe to a new level. And, and they come from the problems that we have being sought out as an opportunity to actually innovate in a way that the world has never seen before. And that is, there, there's such a beauty in that. I'm so passionate about it. I, I can speak about this for hours, but I think it is in embracing who we are, our soul, our identity to, to, to resonate what Sistembile had said, and realizing that our innovation and our talent, our way of seeing the world, our resilience is a narrative that the world um, um, is looking for. Mm, I really like that. And Sitemile, for um, you, is what, there something else? what opportunities do you feel that uh, South Africa has on the world stage right now? And in your opinion, how best do we make the most of them? Look, if I look at the, the, the South Africa, we've got an advantage of land. We've got um, advantage of the, of, you know, the tourism. We've got the remarkable uh, places to be that when people actually have been um, they've taught South Africa and they say, oh my goodness, I didn't think that was South Africa. I thought that was somewhere else. And, and, and we often say ourselves, uh, you know, tell ourselves and say, you know what, it's because we don't give ourselves time in terms of, you know, boasting enough, but we boast about these beautiful landscapes where you can move from the, the ocean, you can move into, into a, for instance, a Kruger within of time not only that but there's so much rich talent if i look at the number of entrepreneurs that are giving birth right now to new ideas in south africa whether it's in the clothing industry whether it's in you know the food industry and even in the film industry so our storytelling as well because people would say okay there's a there's a there are movies out there that are being produced there are world-class movies people would opt you know, to go for a South African movie because they are so keen because of the territories of this world that have created a foundation that says, hang on, there's a story to tell in South Africa. So post-COVID, there's a huge opportunity for us to tell the story that says, what did COVID do to us? Did it change? And in what ways did it change, you know, um, our standard of living, our ways of living? Um, the other day I was having a chat with a friend and I was saying, imagine, Doing, not doing or not being able to do things that you were going to do and, and, and actually doing and forming a comedy based on that. 
the things that you were not able to do due to COVID. You know, one of those funny things, that's the story. You take a catastrophic moment and you make it, you know, work for you in a good way as long as it's aligned to the brand, as long as it's aligned to what the brand stands for. So I really think that um, there's so many opportunities from tourism, from the people itself in South Africa that have been able to reflect because I really think COVID came at a time globally when everybody needed to just say, what is next? Maybe we were moving too much on a high pace, on a high pace, and we need to think and say, how do we slow down? And what does this slow down you know, look like? And how do we re-engineer the things that we needed to do? So definitely there's something around our culture. There's something around um, you know, our, our talent, our people that is just going to be really offshore through music you will see the number of songs that are going to be hitting those blockbusters because <laughs> of COVID. i can tell you that for free i feel like at that moment you're going to be like i told you so i told you it was going to happen <laughs> <laughs> it will happen watch the space watch the space i promise you definitely um, it's, a, it's a land it's a land of opportunities we are a land of opportunities and multitude of opportunities one has got to look for those opportunities. And that's a wrap on today's show. Biz Takeouts. Take it where you like it, when you like it, how you like it.